Amen. When circumstances aren't going right, we don't need this, that, and the other. We need God. And in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Amen. And when you come into his presence, you can find everything you need is right there in God. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, let's give him a praise today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want you to help me welcome today my good friend, amen, soon to be pastor of Impact Church in Wheeling, West Virginia. Would you give a good welcome to Kendon Alexander? Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. If you, could, if you could stand to your feet, if you're willing and able, and if you would, all across this room, if you would lift your hands towards heaven this morning. And I need everybody to lift your hands. You say, why are you lifting your hands? Maybe maybe you're new to church, or maybe this is your first time, and maybe this kind of, you're like, oh, no, I'm in one of these churches, these hand-lifting churches. But the Bible speaks of that when you lift your hands, you lift your hands without wrath or without doubt. So when you lift your hands, what you're saying is that I have no doubt that God's able to turn it around. I have no doubt that God's able to restore some things in my life. I have no doubt. Your mind might be screaming, saying, what are you doing lifting your hands? That makes no sense. No, it makes all the sense in the world in the spiritual realm. But you're saying, saying, I have no doubt that God's able to save my kids. I have no doubt that God's able to help me with this job situation. I have no doubt that God's able to restore my marriage. I have no doubt that God's able to turn the situation around. I got all kind of things. I haven't been able to sleep, but when I lift my hands, I'm saying, God, I have no doubt. Yes, amen. The world may doubt, but God, I have no doubt that you're able to do it. I have no doubt. So what I'm going to ask you to do is we sing that song again. I'm going to ask you to just keep your hands lifted, and it might be for 60 seconds, but it's a sign. It's a sign to two things as your hands are lifted this morning. It's a sign to the enemy. Because the enemy's looking, he's wondering, have I beat him up enough? And you might have tears in your eyes, but it's like the old Rocky movie when he had been beat up by Apollo and he stood up and he looked at him and he said, he threw his hands out and said, keep coming. As you have your hands lifted up, you're telling the enemy, I've been knocked down a few times, but I'm here today in the house of the Lord and I'm going to keep on praising. I'm going to keep on magnifying. I'm going to keep glorifying him. And and don't say, don't tell anybody I said this, but when you have your hands lifted up, it's a sign to all the haters around you. Yeah, it's a sign to those that thought they ain't going to make it this time. Oh, they ain't going to be able to do it this time. It's all the ones, that, oh, Lord, they got their issues. No, I got my hands lifted. Look at me now. Look at me now. I'm coming out. One way or another, I'm coming out of this thing. One way or another, God's going to turn it around. By the time I walk out these doors, there's going to be a turnaround. There's going to be a blessing. There's going to be a breakthrough. It's been, it's been tough on me, but I'm coming through. Are you ready with your hands lifted? I know your hands might be tired, but keep them hands lifted. And let's sing it. There's a fire down in my soul. Come on. Let's sing it to let the enemy know we got the victory here this morning. Come on. There's no place I would rather be, no. There's no place I would rather be. There's no place I would rather be.
more time. Let's do it one time with the instruments. Then the next time, no instruments. Want to hear you all to let the enemy know you got the victory. To let them know it's getting ready to turn. It's breaking as you're worshiping. It's breaking as you're glorifying. Come on, let's get ready. Set a fire. God, we honor you. We magnify you. We thank you that you're healing. We thank you you're delivering. We thank you that you're setting free. Oh, Lord, we thank you that you're renewing, God. We thank you that you're restoring, God. We thank you that you're rebuilding, God, that you're edifying, that you're lifting up. God, we thank you that you're giving joy, that you're giving peace right now in every situation. We love you, Jesus. We glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said, and everybody said, come on, has he set a fire down in your soul this morning that you can't contain and you can't control? You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'll be here all day just worshiping and glorifying. Amen. My, 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 I just love the Lord. I remember when I was in the in college and just really just seeking the Lord and glorifying the Lord in the dorm room. And one of the things that, that set out in that song is said that I'm just going to just catch you on fire. And when I was in the dorm room, I'll never forget it. Just really just in the presence of the Lord. And, and I felt the Lord speak to me. He said, boy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch you on fire and people are going to come watch you burn. And that's always been my prayer. God, set me on fire and just let folks come watch me burn. Just let them come. Just let me come. I mean, I don't care what you think about me. I don't care. He, he wild. He crazy. Oh, I love it. I love it. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. Amen. If it had not been for the Lord. But it is such a joy and a blessing to be here this morning. God is just so faithful and wonderful. But I'm going to ask for the greatest uh, thing that you could do here today. Uh, man, I, I know Pastor is going to take an offering and do those, and that's great. Man, I really appreciate it. I mean, I appreciate it greatly. But I'm going to ask you here today to do something to help me. And here in a few moments, what I want to do is I, I need your help. I need your help in honoring the man and woman of God of this house. In a few moments, I need your help to honor them. I mean, I, I cannot even get up here and begin to describe or express what they have meant to my wife and I. 
Amen. Just, I had a, a statistic came out uh, uh, about a month or so ago. I think I posted on Facebook. But it came out, they did a, did a, a thing, and they said 80% of, of pastors don't feel like they have one true friend. 80% of pastors don't feel like they have one true friend. And I can tell you, this man has been a true friend. And I'm not just talking, when I say true friend, I'm not talking when life is grand and life is wonderful and they're there for you and you do that. But he's been there through the good and through the bad. He's been there even when you're stinky. Come on, somebody. Amen. And come in and dust you off and help you and get back up and send a word of encouragement. And so I need your help to honor. I mean, you all got a gift. I mean, a gift in this house. I mean, just a blessing that God has placed in this house. And we never, 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 never want to take it for granted. What God has placed in this house and the, and the blessing in the heart that they have to serve the people, to love the people. Amen. And so I want to ask you, I always try to let him know how much I appreciate him. But you know how us guys are, you know, yeah, appreciate we don't always do the, the greatest job at it. And so I'm going to ask for your help. So when I count to three, I'm going to ask you to put your hands together, to clap, to shout, to stomp, to slap somebody. I don't know. However, you got to make noise. But just let them know how much you're helping me to let them know how much they have meant to my wife and I. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. Just speaking into our lives and just a blessing. I remember when this whole church launched thing we started talking about it my wife was praying about it uh we both were just seeking the lord of where the you know there's a lot of places people want to launch you know launch and start churches you know you think of launching churches you know first thing you think well, let's go let's go near the beach that'd be a great place to launch a church you know let's go my wife is from hilton head south carolina born and raised so you know she's like oh the beach oh i feel that i feel that glory right there you know or, you know other places you really don't think about wild wonderful west virginia Hey, come on now, just, I'm just going to be real with you. You said it earlier, you know, folks, he, he gets that, uh, most folks say, well, you usually get people from West Virginia that will move to Cincinnati. And that's, we hear that so often because we come from down the south and most folks, well, it's usually the West Virginia folks are going down, down south, not the south folks are coming up. But when you have a mandate on your life, amen. And so when I shared that. When I shared that with Pastor, because he knows, he just knows we were just really seeking the Lord. And then finally I sent him a text and I said, listen, I'm doing this thing. We're doing it. My wife said, let's do it. We're going at it and all that. And, he, I said, and I told him, I said, I can't do it without you. I said, I'm not going to do it without you. I said, so if you're in it, I'm in it. And he writes back. He says, I'm in. He says, he said, me and my church, we have a no-fail spirit in this house. He said, so we have nothing else but to succeed in this house. Amen. And so when I seen his little, when I seen his little, he even hashtagged it, no fail in the text message. So I, I guess that's the new fad. Amen. <laughs> he even hashtagged the no fail. And so, man, they have just been a tremendous blessing. So when I count to three, please just join with me to let them know how wonderful him and his wife are, how much we appreciate them, how much y'all appreciate them at the tabernacle. Amen. Are y'all ready? One, two, three. Come on, either stand to your feet. Let them know how much you love them and appreciate them. Come on, come on, y'all can do, come on. Raise the roof up off this place.
Pastor, I, I would look over and talk to you how much you appreciate, but I don't want to get all choked up because i got to preach. You know, my voice will get all quivery and everything. But I just want to let you know I appreciate you and I love you so much. I, I'm just, I'm blessed and honored to be in his house. Can you give me a few moments to just share this morning? Just share the word. And if my preaching spirit comes out in me, just forgive me. Amen. And uh, it might just kind of well up down inside of me. But we're we're going to get there. I'm, I'm honored and blessed. If you would, grab your... Grab your Bibles and go with me to the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms, and, and end up kind of finding out, this is a word the Lord had given me, but end up finding out, Pastor, kind of preached it already, amen, but I'm going to put my little spin on it, hopefully. Go with me to Psalms 108, Psalms 108, if you would. As Pastor said, we're, we're, we're going to be launching a church in, in Wheeling, West Virginia. Um, and my wife's from Hilton Head, uh, South Carolina, but I was, I'm born and raised a Mountaineer. Amen. So when you, when you, I was born and raised in West Virginia, um, you know, when you, when you cut me, I got blue and gold on one arm. And then you cut me, I got a little green Marshall thundering herd. I, I actually went to Marshall for a year, uh, took a, um, a sports scholarship to Marshall. And that was where I got the call to ministry at Marshall University. And uh, end up leaving Marshall, giving up a, a scholarship, a sports scholarship, and then attending Oral Roberts University. And just always felt God impressing upon my heart to go back to the, the great state of West Virginia. I love West Virginia so much. Uh, it is, to me, wild and wonderful. Amen. And I, I always let folks know that, no, it is not the west side of Virginia. It is West Virginia. We are a state. I don't know who your teacher was, but how many of y'all ever get that? How many of y'all ever just said, you they had, had a little Facebook post thing going around that you know talked about it. I thought that's great. I need to get that. Amen. But I, I love it, and uh, and I'm believing God's going to do something great. Psalms 108. Psalms 108. Uh, verse. Um, let's go verse nine. Right. Verse eight. Let's go verse eight. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the helmet for my head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot. Over Edom, I will cast my shoe. I think Pastor preached this something to you, but I'm going to put my own little, little my thing to it. Amen. Over, over Edom, I will cast my shoe. I want to preach to you just here briefly this morning and talk a little bit about the church and the launch and different things. But I want to preach to you from the title, Are You a Shoe Throwing Church? <laughs> thank you. I got one amen. Are you a shoe throwing church? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your many blessings. God bless this house here this morning. God bless me as I deliver and minister this word. In Jesus name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. Uh, you know, we have, a, we have a lot of customs, uh, you know, just pertaining things. We have a, a lot of customs that have a lot of, that seem insignificant, but I guess they, they got a lot of significance to them. Um, you know, for instance, a custom that when you're going to open a, a business, um, just yesterday, my brother opened a archery store. Uh, you know, we're, we're big time, big time hunters. <laughs> and so uh, uh, he opened an archery store. And one of the things that you do on open a business is you have to uh, cut a ribbon. You know, it's just kind of the, the little customs that they had. You want to cut a ribbon. Now, what cutting a ribbon has anything to do with selling things? I don't really know, but it's just a thing that they do. They go out there and they cut a cut a ribbon, or or when you're getting married, you have a lot of people they'll uh, they'll break glass, you know, break break the glass, or they'll jump a broom, you know. And, and a lot of times you understand the significance of it, but you really don't understand the significance. I don't know if, if breaking the little glass is a 
a foretell of what's to come. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, or, you know, jumping the broom, you know. But, uh, you know, you jump a broom, and it's the whole significance of, of putting things behind you, and you're wanting to go forward, and it's a new season, and it's a new day, or uh, uh, you have, uh, you know, folks that, that throw salt over, you know, throwing salt over things. And, and it's just so many uh, different customs they have. But I, I believe in the church, a custom that we should start creating is that to let the devil know we mean business, we ought to throw some shoes. Can you say amen? I said, can you say amen? There is something so powerful in throwing a shoe that throwing the phrase, throwing a shoe, throwing a shoe made national headlines 16 times from 2008 to 2011. So within three years, 16 times the phrase throwing a shoe has made national headlines. One of the most famous is when President Bush was overseas. How many of you uh, remember that, that story? Do you, know, do you know that guy's still in prison? Yeah, that guy, I'm pretty sure he's doing life in prison because he stood up when President Bush was speaking overseas, got up and believed it. Didn't, didn't have a bomb, didn't have a knife, didn't have anything. But reached down there, grabbed his shoe, boy, and just fired it at President Bush. And he was, he was like, and you know how the story. And he believed in it so much in throwing a shoe that he was willing to go to prison and still is in prison today for it. In, in this text that we're talking about in Psalms 108, uh, David is speaking about Edom. But what he's really dealing with is the spirit that's behind Edom. Are you all still with me? He's dealing with the spirit behind Edom. He's dealing with the, the enemy that's, that's behind there. The, the shoe that he's talking about, at Edom I throw my shoe. He's not throwing the shoe at Edom itself, but he's dealing with the spirit that's behind Edom. Do you know that there are territorial spirits that you have to battle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, the city is not the enemy, but it's the spirit behind the city. Can I talk to you a little bit more? Daniel prayed. Y'all remember in Daniel chapter 10? Daniel prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed, and nothing happened. And usually when Daniel prayed, things happened, and Daniel kind of got a little confused. And finally, an angel showed up after, I think, 21 days, and it says, Listen, God heard you on the first day, but the king of Persia held me up. In other words, he's not saying that literally uh, he was talking about a spirit that reigned over that area, that reigned, the principality over that region had held me up, didn't want the answer to get to you. Legion, y'all familiar with Legion? Legion, if you're not familiar, had many devils, had many spirits. And when Jesus went to go deliver uh, Legion, when he went to get set free, the spirits begin to say, whatever you do, don't cast us out of the region. Didn't say anything, don't cast us out of this man. They didn't care about that. They said, whatever you do, don't send us out of this area because we rule. We reign over this area. We terrorize over this area. Oh, my Lord, help me in here. We, 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 this is our territory. This is, this is how we do things. We destroy families here. We destroy the kids here. Oh. This, this, this is our thing. We're, 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 this, is, this, is, this is why uh, some areas that, that divorce rates might be higher in other areas because there's a, there's a spirit in the place. Come on now. 
there's a spirit over the region that says that's all we're here to do. That's all we're here to do is to terrorize uh, marriages. That's all we're here to do is to, to, to terrorize uh, the kids. Uh, as we're sharing with Pastor, we're planning in uh, Wheeling, West Virginia, and we started doing the research about it. So why, why Wheeling? Well, number one, why Wheeling is those that have ever been up that way uh, realize that Ohio and Pennsylvania is right there. I mean, you're right there just a few moments there, and we're believing to make an impact in all three regions. Are you with me? And so when we started doing research and God started speaking to our heart, we come find out that per capita, per capita over that region right there, that area that goes through there, that it ranks in the top three, in the top three in the nation, in the top three in the nation in drug addiction. And that little area ranks in the nation, in the nation, per capita, in drug addiction, in poverty, in suicide. Ranks the top. And, and I don't know if you all knew this, but this just came out recently. Do you know that West Virginia is the most depressed state Y'all, y'all seen that. It was all over the news. The most depressed state. In other words, there's a spirit reigning over that region. There's a spirit reigning over that area. And the enemy is just sitting back thinking, I'm going to keep reigning over this area. As Pastor uh, shared, uh, a judge that I went to school with, uh, I ran into him, and he, I was talking about us launching a church. And he said, man, we really need it. I said, why? He said, most of 80% of the cases that come before me are drug-related or, or drug addicts. And he, I said, what about the other 20%? He says, well, it's got, you know, it's, it's burglary or whatever, but it's them getting high than breaking in. You know, it, it's abuse in a marriage, but it's drug-related. If somebody has got, you know, high on meth or whatever it may be or Oxycontin or whatever the, the pills may be, there is a spirit that's reigning over that area. Are you all with me? And God is looking for a church. Let me let me let me let me back up a little bit. Let me back up. Let me let me try to go here. When 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 Pastor is talking about us uh, uh, launching a church, he's talking about us. This 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 ain't a me thing. This this ain't me. I told Pastor if we're gonna do this thing, I ain't doing it by myself. You coming with me? So when I say we're launching a church, we are. The tabernacle is launching a church. I'm I'm just what God is using. Come on, just an oracle to be able to speak, but. But we are together. We're, we're launching. We're launching. You know, so when you go to work and, and somebody asks you how a service, oh, we launching a church. Oh, y'all, yeah, open wheeling. I got a church up in wheeling. You can tell people, I got a church. We just anointed you, Bishop so-and-so. Amen. You can go around and say, I got a church. Amen. And when you come up that way, you come to your church. Come on, somebody. Amen. If you drive up on the wheeling, come on over to your church. Amen. We are doing this thing together. So when I say that there are spirits over that place, there are spirits that we have to break that rule and reign over that area that we have to get and say, you know what? Enough is enough. We're coming to get our stuff. The devil's had the families too long. The enemy's been sitting back thinking we have this area. We're going to take over. No, it ain't going to happen anymore. We're going to go in and take back what the enemy stole from us. Can somebody say amen? Can I keep on preaching here just a few more seconds? Amen. Uh, Y'all remember just dealing with the spirit behind Peter himself. When, when Christ came to him and they're talking about, he says, you don't need to go to the cross. Uh, Jesus himself said to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. He didn't say, Peter, don't be a hater. No, he was dealing with the spirit that was behind Peter. 
We are dealing with a devil. I, we are marching in. Come on, we. Come on, somebody shout we. Come on, somebody shout we. We are marching into hell-bound territory, and I got to find some folks that are willing to be some shoe throwers in the house of the Lord that are willing. I don't need anybody just toss a shoe and take off running. I need some folks that are willing to stand with me and say enough is enough. We're coming to get this stuff. So, so, so we've been, we've been meeting, we've been meeting and putting a launch team together, uh, just dealing, talking with Bishop and we're trying to put a team that you have a good foundation, that you have good stuff, that it's not chaos when you get in there. Amen. It's talking about good ground. And, and the Bible says that when you get planted in good ground, then that's when you'll produce 60, some 80, some hundred fold. And so that's where we're, we got the good ground. And so a few weeks back, uh, we were just sitting around the house and just talking and, and we got a, a team of folks together and, and just started sharing, just started sharing. And, and one of the guys that's in our launch team, that's what we're calling it, the launch team, as, as we're uh, talking, uh, we're sharing, well, it just kind of happened. You know how God just moves sometimes. We're just, we were just talking about just, you know, Bishop saying vision, 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 keep on sharing the vision. And our vision is in Isaiah uh, chapter 58, and I'll get to that in a moment. And so just sharing the vision. And so one of the guys that's in our launch team, he is a juvenile officer. And so uh, he began to share the story. Um, I don't know how many are familiar with this story, and it should be, but there was a football team that raped a girl, and then they posted it on YouTube. And it made national headlines. I mean, they were on Dr. Phil. Y'all familiar with that? It happened in Ohio, but like I said, we're right on the brink. And the juvenile officer is in our launch team. And so as we're sharing the vision, his bishop said, vision, vision. You can give them so much vision, it's coming out their ears. And I think it was coming out their ears that evening. Amen. And so uh, as we're sharing it, he just, he just, with tears in his eyes. And I think he just kind of reached his breaking point. And he says, I, I want to share why, why, why we need a life-giving church up here. And he began to share the story of that, that made national headlines. That was on, it was on ESPN. It was on Outside the Lines, those that are big sports fanatics. I think at one point, we were in North Carolina at the point, and it was even down at the bottom of the screen, you know, such and such boys and all that. And so he started sharing of how it has divided the area, how it's destroyed the area. And tears started coming down his eyes and talking about that, how the enemy has just come in. I got one. Come on. Mama done gave me an amen. How the enemy has come in, has destroyed and divided the town. How many know that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy? But God says, I've come to give life and life more abundantly. As pastor said, and I just want to tell y'all that, that we're just not going to be your ordinary church. I'm just, we, we can't go into that region. We can't go into that area and just pet people. We can't go into that area and just do a nice little cute church. We have to go in in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost and begin to break chains and begin to break yokes and begin to break bondages and begin to pray and begin to do prayer things. And as he's praying, as he's telling the story and he's crying and he's talking about that he's in the middle of this. He, had, he was at every court date and, and at, at every court appearance and he's dealing with these kids that that are, are that lives are, are being turned upside down I mean they they had done something so foolish and now they're doing uh, doing time for it and, and he's talking about just all the pressure that was on him and all the pressure in the news media and things were going back and all of a sudden his wife started crying 
and how it's affected their marriage and how it's affected them and how he's, you know, feels responsible for these kids and how it doesn't make sense. And then from there, he started sharing the story and he said that, you know, that's just the beginning and, and started sharing the story. And, he, you know, by now he's breaking, he's breaking and was sharing the story. He said that he's working on a case now. He, he gets done with that case and doesn't even get a breather and was sharing a story of a, that he's dealing with now that a young lady had uh, her, her uh, boyfriend, her mom's boyfriend had raped her. And so she was started, she went and, and told the, the juvenile officer and stuff like that. Well, the mom didn't believe her and, and, and they're, you know, saying, oh, no. And then the mama done kicked her out. 14 years old, mama done kicked her out. Keeps the boyfriend in, done kicks her out. So uh, the guy, the juvenile officer that's in our launch group, they started doing investigating work, investigating work, and finding everything. Come to find out, he did it. The boyfriend. So because no one believed her, right, she goes in a room, ties a, a rope around her neck, and hangs herself. Because no one would believe her. Ends up finding out that the, the, the story is true and so felt so bad that mama done took her life. You see the cycle? You see the cycle, you see how the enemy works, you see how when the enemy gets in an area and what the enemy can do. But just imagine, just imagine if you get in that area, just imagine if you can get a life-giving, Holy Ghost-filled church that's not afraid, come on, of speaking in tongues, is not afraid of the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost that will come into a place that has great worship, that will glorify, to set a fire down in your bones. Imagine a place that you can go in and believe and sing the song that every chain can be broke, every yoke can be destroyed, every generational curse can be broken, every drug addict can be set free. I wish I had a witness in the house of the Lord that realized that we could go in and make a change, that we could go in. And, and so, and so uh, as we're sharing these stories, as we're going through, and, and, and from that it just happened again. We have a, another gentleman that's in our launch team, and just people just started sharing. We have another gentleman that's a, a detective, in a detective in the area. And so, you know, he's, I, I want to share. I want to share. We, go at it. You know, we, it's not a service. You know, it wasn't, it's not a service that we're doing at the launch team. We're sharing vision and just talking and, and fellowshipping and, you know, and eating on some chicken wings and all that kind of stuff. And, and so I, I want to share. I want to share. And so he said, I, I'm in the middle of a case now where, where it speaks of the drug problem in this area. And so what's going on? And he says, well, I have a family I'm dealing with the case that the family is, is so in to meth. It, it's consumed their whole life that what they've been doing is they've been taking their three-year-old son, putting him in a car seat and duct taping him into the car seat and then hanging him in a closet while they go and shoot up and do what they need to do. And I'm thinking, who does that? Who ducks tapes their, I just couldn't imagine. I mean, it just doesn't register with me how somebody can duct tape your kid just to be able to feed that thing. But that's how the enemy works. That's how the enemy works, that the enemy, and you say, well, you know, that's just happening. It's destroying this area. It's destroying this region that is in there. I mean, it's destroying the nation, but this area is just, it has overwhelmed this area. It is taking that. And what scares me the most, what scares me the most is that the, it, all of a sudden now, from one thing is going to be passed down to another one. Come on now. 
what they're really doing is duct taping that kid, I guarantee, in, in 10 years, unless, unless there's a life-giving church that will go in and have an awesome kids' ministry, 10 years from now, the kid that had been duct taped in the closet is going to be the same one that's going to be out shooting up with mama and daddy. Y'all don't hear me up in here. And God is screaming. God is calling. As I said, there are so many other places. We were living in Charlotte, North Carolina, man, the, the Mecca. The Mecca. I mean, I, we could go down and plant a church in, in Charlotte, and I even taught the bishop about it. And I said, he said, well, you know, kind of what's, what's in your heart? What's in your heart? And I said, well, you look in Charlotte, there's, there's, there's not other churches. I said, I could just step outside, and there's a church on my corner, a church over there. I said, but there's this place in Wheeling. I said, there's this place, it, it, it ain't got anything. It, I mean, it, it, just, it just seems like it's, it's like Ezekiel, the Valley of Dry Bones. And Bishop said, get that no-fail anointing on you and go breathe life into it. Go breathe life. And, 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 just go breathe. Just go. Just start breathing. What Ezekiel do? He said, it's a valley of dry bones. He said, prophesy, boy, prophesy. And as he started prophesying, the bones started coming together. Things started happening. Things started turning. Things started shifting. Things started breaking. Things started opening up by the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. My Lord God is looking for a shoe-throwing church. I believe in the state of West Virginia. My Lord, I'm here not just to talk about Willing, but I'm here to talk about Huntington. I'm not only talking about Huntington, but I'm talking about Morgantown. I'm not only just talking about Morgantown, I'm talking about Beckley. Not only am I talking about Beckley, but I'm talking about the holler. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I preach that somewhere else. They think I'm yelling at somebody. No, I'm talking down in the holler. Well, you ain't got phone reception. You going... God is wanting to do something great in West Virginia. But God says, I need a place that's willing to be a shoe-throwing church to let the enemy know enough is enough. That our God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. That we, we, we can't wait on the government to stop this drug addiction. We can't wait on it. We can't wait on it. We can't, we can't, we can't wait on it. I don't care who the president, whether Republican, Democrat, or he, who you don't know who he is. Come on, somebody. We can't wait on it. It is time for the church to arise and shine. And you got a pastor that is willing to go here, part of the vision, go here, to go there, because the government's not doing anything. Healthcare's not doing anything. Folks just want your money, but we got a place. Come on, somebody. We got something down inside of us that the same. Oh, sorry, I got a little excited. The same spirit. Started getting, getting, getting church of God on you. Amen. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of us. I had a preacher come and tell me, he said, I'm so glad you're going to wheeling. I said, why? He said, you know why? The word says the enemy runs to and fro. He said, it's time for the church to start running to and fro. And that just hit me. I thought, man, the church has become so stagnant. The church has just become, we have our one little area and we got this and we got our song and got that. And God says, no, I need us. I need the church to start running. I need the church to be pliable. I need the church to be able to shift and move and be able to run with it and say, well, the enemy's tearing up this territory. Let's go up and let's do our business. Our God is greater. Amen. So, so he's sharing, he's sharing more stories and 
Man, and I can't even share the stories. The, the detective in our launch group was sharing stories, and then I can't, I can't even share them. I can't even share them because you, it'll, it'll hurt you. It'll hurt you. It's just talking about how bad it is. And so from there, just, the, you know, spirit was moving, and another young lady, I want to share my story. And so she said, I'm so glad about this place. And she said, two weeks ago, my nephew was killed outside my home in a drive-by. Now, I'm looking at my wife, and the first thought I'm thinking, now, we in West Virginia. You know, you don't think nothing of West Virginia. You know, you just, West Virginia, drive-by, come on. Now you, I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit, you know, it doesn't fit for me. And she said, not only did he get killed, but a few weeks after, another boy got stabbed to death. And then another boy got shot in the face, but he lived. I said, in West Virginia. She said, West Virginia. And then all of a sudden, the detective guys start, you know, they all started chiming in. I said, how, how can that be? How, how, how can that happen? And they said, well, what is happening is that the big cities, you know, Chicago and different things like that have come in. Come on. The enemy is sly. The enemy, I mean, he is, I mean, he, and so what the enemy is, is all of a sudden it started with the drugs. And the drugs started coming in. They started getting all these people high and started getting everything. And all of a sudden, now they got them. And so what they did is one after started going after these kids and telling them, oh, you don't need this. And you can be in poverty. We'll pay you and we'll do this. And all of a sudden, now we got, there's the gangbangers going out and just shooting folks. I mean, just, just shooting the folks, just shooting the folks up. And God is looking, folks, at why Wheeling, West Virginia? That's why Wheeling, West Virginia. God is looking for a place that is willing to be a life-giving church that somebody can have a refuge that feels like, uh, you know, th- there's nothing, th- there, I can't get out of this. So we're, we're wanting to meet, we're, we're wanting to meet in a movie theater. And why, you say, why a movie theater? Uh, well, number one, I think it's cool. Meeting a movie theater, my kids think it's cool at least. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but but really, right down the road, maybe maybe 500 yards from the movie theater, down a little bit a uh, little bit further, is is one of those uh, methadone clinics. And if anybody's not familiar with the methadone clinic, it's a place where people are trying to get off drugs. That it's so bad they try to treat them and they try to get them. But but I'm thinking because because they were telling me that place is packed. The methadone clinic is packed. I mean, people travel from all around the region to get to this methadone clinic. And a lot of them are, you know, not getting any better. But I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if the tabernacle would be able to partner with this little boy from, from Weir in West Virginia. This little redneck, amen, that just, just grew up in a small little town, small little area. And I'm just wondering if we could get together, if we could partner this thing. And just go in with power and anointing of the Holy Ghost. Are y'all with me here? And where what the methadone clinic can't do. Uh, let me let me let me let me let me come on now. Uh, let, let me come on this side. Maybe y'all help me on over here. I got mama and daddy over here. They help me. What the methadone clinic can't do. 
I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering if we can get in that theater. Come on, somebody. Get in that theater, get the music going a little bit and start singing how great is our God. Y'all don't hear me up in here and believe and tell them, hey, listen, if the methadone clinic can't do it, I know somebody from Galilee. If you trust in him, he'll set you free. Y'all don't hear. I'm just wondering if we got somebody that says, listen, it's overwhelmed my family, overwhelmed my life. Won't you come on down to the theater? Won't you come on down there? Because I know somebody who can set you free. Do I got anybody in this house that'll pray with me, that will believe with me and believe that God can break every yoke? If you can believe with me, you ought to jump to your feet and just shout, I can believe with your preacher. Just jump to your feet and just shout, I can believe with your preacher. I can believe that our God is able to do it. I mean, I need some Holy Ghost filled. I mean, I need some folk. I need some fire. I mean, water baptized, Holy Ghost filled, devil stomping, devil rebuking type people that we are willing not only to do it in Hurricane West Virginia, but I'm just wondering, as those that are standing to your feet, I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering if we could take over West Virginia. I'm just wondering if we could take over. I said, I'm wondering if we could take over West Virginia. I, I know the, uh, the the governor at one point was was doing, uh, he changed the signs. Instead of wild, wonderful West Virginia, he changed the sign, open for business. Open for business. And you know why they did that open for business? Is they're trying to get more casino places. I don't know if you all seen that. Up where we're at, they're cafes, and they got the Wheeling Casino, and now they're cafes and everywhere, and they're trying to get, they're trying to pull that in. They're trying to lure you and say, "Well, we open for business for our other." No, they try, they trying to make it like a like a Las Vegas, Nevada, up in here. The devil is a liar. And just as they're saying open for business on one side, and then you're seeing billboards. If, if you're struggling with if you're struggling with the addiction of gambling, call us. It's got so bad where we're at, and this is just another devil we got to fight, so pray about it. Not only with the drugs and everything, but it's gotten so bad up there that some joker, and I don't know if this is everywhere, but some joker got smart. And he went and got like the uh, like social security things and, and welfare checks and that, that you can go to the pulleys and you can put your social security and welfare checks in there and spend your money that way. Yes. Yes, because people say, well, I don't have no more money. It's, oh, you can take what you're getting from, from the government. You can take whatever you got. And instead of, instead of people buying food for their kids and putting clothes on their back for school, they're feeding that check. Feeding, kicking, 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 and the kids, the kids ain't got anything. The devil is a liar. I got anybody that's going to believe with me. I said the devil, I said the, I said the devil, I said the devil is a lie. Do I got a few more minutes? Do I got, I don't know what time it is. Give me just a few more minutes. I'll tell you the devil is a liar. And we can do it. And you say, well, listen, this, 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 this is hype preacher. No, this ain't hype preacher. This ain't hype preacher. And, and those that are familiar in, in Kentucky, in Manchester, Kentucky, there was an area that was once known as the painkiller capital of the world. 
Y'all Appalachian, y'all familiar with that? Painkiller capital of the world, but they got they got a life-giving church. They got somebody in there that was willing to pray, that was willing to believe, that was willing to say and tell the drug dealers they did it on they did a thing on USA Today, a, a, a printout, and they, basically the church told the drug dealers either get saved or get busted. Come on, somebody, to get saved or get busted. But here's one thing that I wanted i wanted to read that they put in the USA Today, and this is what they said for this appellation. It says, when God comes, he comes like a divine chiropractor. He snaps things back into alignment that have been out of alignment, whether it's in the political fear, the economical fear, or the ecological fear. Y'all don't hear me up in here. I'm believing that God is getting ready to do it up in Wheeling, West Virginia. Amen. That God is getting ready to come like a divine chiropractor. But I got to find out if I got a shoe-throwing church up in here. Do I got anybody that's willing to be a shoe-throwing church? David said, I throw my shoe at you. This is guy who has killed lion and bear. This is people, they take people out with bare hands. Wah, wah, wah. I mean, I mean, he's tough like that. I mean, he's, I mean, oh boy, I mean, he walk up and just pressure point, just knock you out, boy. But he don't say that. He don't say, I'm calling on the armies and we're going to jack you up. He don't say that. He said, I'm bringing everybody and we're going to roll right on by you. He said, no, eat them. I throw my shoe at you. I throw... I throw my shoe at you. In other words, you have reigned over this area long enough. You have been over. By throwing the shoe, he's saying this battle is not going to be in the natural. It's going to be in the spiritual. If we try to fight it in the natural, we are going to lose. But if we can fight it in the spiritual... We cannot fail. Y'all don't hear me up in here. We will not fail. We got the power in the anointing. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit. It is a sign by throwing the shoe. I've gone to wheeling. I drove my car. I pulled my window down and I threw my shoe right on out to let wheel. My wife said, stop the car. I said, watch it. Get the shoe. I said, don't you pick up that shoe, girl. I said, it is a sign to this area that the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost is here. And I didn't like driving with just one shoe, so I rolled down the window and I fired my other shoe down there just to be able to say, you know what? I'm ready to get double for my trouble. Y'all don't hear me up in here. (laughs) By throwing the shoe... You are telling the enemy, you are telling the area, you are telling the region, you are telling them, I will overcome you, I will defeat you, I will be victorious, and you will be under my feet. I wish I had a shoe-throwing church up in here in Hurricane, West Virginia, that lets the enemy know that tabernacle praise. Come on now, soul. Y'all feel like preaching up in here. There comes a time that you have to do it in your own life. You got to tell fear, I throw my shoe at you. You got to tell depression, I throw my shoe at you. You got to tell lack, I throw my shoe at you. You got to tell sickness, I throw my shoe at you. You got to tell that addiction, I throw my... I throw my shoe at you. Some of you after service, when you leave here, please do this for me. When you leave service and you're having problems with your teenager, I want you to leave service, go home, get in your car, open the door for her or him, open that door, pick up your shoe, whether it's a high heel or not, fire that shoe right into that room. 
then look at your teenager that you're having problems with and say, listen, pick up everything in this room except for that shoe. You're going to leave that shoe right there. I will vacuum around that shoe. I will clean up that shoe. But it is a sign to the enemy for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. Maybe if your spouse doesn't come to church, then grab your shoe, walk into the living room, if, unless you have a flat screen, but uh, fire <laughs> and fire that shoe and let them know for me and my house, we will. We'll clean up around this shoe, but this shoe is a sign that the enemy is not going to destroy this house. That the enemy is not going to win. He is not, I said he is not, I said he is not going to win. Maybe your kids don't even live with you. Maybe they live down the road. Right on, right down the road after service, roll your window down like drive through. Woo! Toss it in the yard. Maybe it's your mama. Maybe it's your daddy. Throw it out there. Maybe it's the old drug house that you've been, it's been pulling you. Roll down the window and fire it right at the window. Letting them know no more. No more. No more. Tomorrow, tomorrow there ought to be uh, uh, some folks sending Facebook messages out wondering why there's shoes all over the yard in Hurricane West Virginia. Does anybody know why there's why there's shoes? The news nine, well, the news would get on and say, listen, uh, there has not been a spring of burglaries. <laughs> there has not been a spring of car break-ins. There has not been a spring of arrests, but there has been in Hurricane West Virginia. There has been a spring of shoes throwing, uh, throw, show, uh, showing up all over the area to let the devil know that it is time for the church to arise and shine. It is time for us to get up and say, enemy, we're not going to take it anymore. We're not going to sit back anymore. We're taking back what the enemy, what the enemy stole from us. Are y'all with me in the house of the Lord? I don't know if I was supposed to tag team you and I don't know if you're, if I was supposed to throw you the microphone or what, but I just got to going and got to think, listen, come on, Bishop. How many are ready? I said, how many are ready from all the way from Wheeling, West Virginia, all the way down to Hurricane on past? And, and I'm believing and I'm hoping, I'm hoping you all believe with me that this is just the first plant for us. Not, not for me, I'm saying for us, that this is just Peter Wagner. For some of you, that might not mean anything, but for preachers like us, Peter Wagner's like, whoa, see Peter Wagner, you know, I mean, all the books, when you go to Bible school, you get all the Peter Wagner books and stuff. And he made a quote. He says, planning churches is the most effective evangelistic tool under heaven, which you can do. planning churches. That's why I said this is just the beginning. This, this, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just telling you. I, I, throw me off the stage if I'm out of bounds. Just kick me. Just kick me. I put up a little fight, but just come on. But I'm believing this is just the beginning. Amen. I'm believing not only do we do it in Wheeling, we get some other places. Come on. I'm believing. I'm believing. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm believing maybe next over near Charleston. Come on, somebody. That we can get over I'm, I'm, come on, somebody. I'm saying us. We're doing it together. We're getting there and believing. 
But I, I need your help. I need your help before you take off on me. I need your help. I need your help. We moved there with nothing. We moved there, and Pastor was telling the story. We moved there, and when we moved there, actually the truck broke down. My moving truck broke down in Beckley. I had to put all my stuff out on the road. Everything out there. Ain't nobody care. People driving by on by the toll booth, and my drawers all up out there. Amen. <laughs> Let me look. But it was just a sign the enemy said, uh oh, here he comes. Here he comes. Don't let him get there. Don't oh no, here he comes. We're gonna do everything we can to stop him. Because we're connected to a to a shoe throwing church. But when we went up there, we we ain't got nothing. Got a computer. Got a computer, we ain't got a sound system, we ain't got anything, been talking back and forth with, with Bishop. I mean we I, I ain't got a microphone. Oh, you know what? I do have a microphone. Now that I think about it. I got one microphone. Yeah, praise the Lord. Amen. I got a microphone. I got one microphone. We need your help. We need your help to do this, to be able to affect these areas of the stories that I shared with you. God bless y'all. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You can be seated for a moment. Amen. How many know God's just put this thing in my spirit about image and imagination and been talking about that. Talked a little bit about it Wednesday night, uh, last Sunday. Um, you know, Daniel, in his day, they built images, created mindsets. And we have bought into mindsets, the images of the day. And we have believed that cities cannot be won. We have believed that strongholds cannot be broken. We have believed that, that drugs and addiction and things of the world has just overtaken our nation and there's no way that we can ever overcome it. But I come today and say the devil is a liar. Amen. We're not going to give in to the pressure of the day. We're not going to give in to the spirit of the age, but we're going to declare the word of the Lord is true. Amen. And the kingdoms of God. I know the old church used to sing a song, Satan, your kingdom's coming down. I've heard a voice from heaven say, Satan, your kingdom's coming down. We're going to sing till your kingdom comes down. We're going to preach till your kingdom comes down. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to bring down the kingdom of darkness and advance the kingdom of God. Can we agree together on that? Amen. Amen. Brother Kendon made reference to it in Kentucky. It was one of the, the most drug-addicted cities in the nation. Number one in the nation. And people began to pray and turn that thing around until there isn't any place there any longer to buy drugs. Amen. The city of Toledo, Ohio, waged war and began to do prayer walks in that city and said, we're going to break the spirit of abortion in this city. And on the front of the news this week, they said the last place to have an abortion in, in Toledo has now been closed. Amen. What do you say that for? I say that because we can believe, and when we believe, all things are possible 
to them that believe. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, I pray that you will help us to be a church that is not afraid of our society. We will not give in to the image that has been created in our minds. But God, we cast down those imaginations and everything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. And we believe you today that not only in Hurricane and not only in this region, but in Wheeling today, God, we join hands together, God, with this vision and this voice to declare to the kingdoms of darkness, you will come down and lives will be changed and people will be saved, delivered and set free and know the joy of serving you. And God, as we give today in an offering, we just ask you, Father, that you will just take the offering. Offering and you will multiply it and you will cause it to be used for your glory and your honor. And God, that people will see our good works and glorify you in heaven. And we give you praise and thanks for it in the matchless name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are you ready to give today? Amen. Let's give today toward this vision, toward this heart. Just a minute, folks. Let's give them a chance to get their offering together before we receive that. And let's just believe God this morning. All right. Can we believe God this morning for lives to be changed, not only in our region, but in wheeling as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's receive that offering today. Sing a little something there, brother. believe that today. Amen. Praise God. Amen. If you if you have a heart for this, if it's something that you want to do a little extra above and beyond, and you just have a heart to do something, uh, I ask Pastor Kenan to just give you the website for the church and you can find all of the information there for that. Where'd you go? <laughs> uh, impact 3 TV. Impact 3. We had the 3 on there because we want to hit Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Ohio. Amen. I got one amen. Amen. Uh, you, you can give online. It's all secure. Um, it's a tax, tax write-off or you can send a check, a P.O. box. You know, it has all the information on the website. Check us out on Facebook. We're on there too. Just Impact Church. And uh, thank you so much. Amen. Praise God. Let's stand together. Amen. 
you haven't been a part of Wednesday nights, Wednesday nights is powerful time experiencing God. Amen. If you haven't been here, I don't know why you aren't. Amen. Praise God. But it's a powerful time. And uh, we're just enjoying the presence of God. God has been ministering in just a powerful way. And especially it seems like that there's an intensity that's increasing. And even in our Sunday morning services and in, in our Wednesday night services, God's doing phenomenal things. And I believe that God is setting us up for a harvest. Amen. Setting us up for a harvest. And I sense as pastor, I sense a spiritual warfare and a struggle that is going on. But I ain't scared of the devil. Amen. We're declaring war on the enemy and we're going to reap a harvest that the kingdom of God will be established in this region. Amen. Praise God. So I encourage you to be here Wednesday night. Uh, Minister Richard Sparks will be ministering on Wednesday night for us. And and he'll be a blessing to you as well. Then Sunday, uh, we'll reiterate, we're going to have two services. Tell your neighbor two times. Amen. Two times on Sunday. It's going to be powerful. And you'll want to be a part of both of those services. Amen. Father, I bless you today in the name of your son, Jesus. And I bless your people. I thank you for visionary people. I thank you, God, that we are not stuck and stagnant, that we are not just going to dwell in our past and rest on our laurels. But God, there's people to be saved. There's hurting to be helped. There's broken to be mended. And we thank you, God, for a church and for a people that are ready to reap the harvest, reach those who are hurting and broken with the gospel, that their lives can be eradicated and changed for your glory and your honor. And God, we give you praise and thanks as we leave here today. We don't leave the church, but we leave to be the church and be your voice. So give us somebody to speak into. Give us somebody hurting and broken, somebody that's downcast, that we can speak good news into their life and let them know Jesus can help them today. Amen and amen. God bless you. I love you. Hey, on your way out, do me a favor. There is a cute prego lady 